Hi, my name is Chase. I am a sophomore at South Milwaukee High School. I'm really passionate about acting because I plan to do voice acting for the future, as you can tell by my voice. As always, you're listening to SM Way Podcast. Thanks for that introduction. Welcome to the SM Way Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Bader. Normally, I, I don't share about my children or my life. Um, I don't live in the district, so I feel I can share two stories that really kind of lean into our topic today. Um, and I and won't, won't embarrass my son too much. At, at the beginning of the school year, he dyed his hair blue to match his eyes and the rubber bands of his new braces. It was a real effort to lean into those braces, which he dreaded for months because he thought he'd be, he'd be teased about them. He's a sixth grader, uh, and, you know, it, it worked, sort of. Instead of focusing on his braces, one student teased him about his hair. Uh, they had a day or two of insulting each other back and forth, and it kind of ended. Um, but last spring, something else had happened. Another student, uh, each day at lunch, uh, would label would call him a furry, uh, the connotations of which I don't even want to get into. But he used that insult to define my son. And each day for about two weeks, that same kid uh, at lunch would say, here comes the furry. We don't want a furry sitting with us at our table, do we? My son would stand there and try to stare the kid down, but eventually he'd just go and sit by, either sit by himself or sit with some friends at a different table. I was tempted to call the teacher or the principal of his school, but it ended shortly after and t- to this day, I'm still not sure I made the right decision, um, but it hasn't happened again. Well, today on the podcast, we're learning about a new system to address bullying in South Milwaukee schools. Instances of student bullying and conflict have been managed uh, building to building here in the past. But this year, schools have access to a new Department of Public Instruction resource to implement a district-wide system, uh, one that we're piloting in the middle school. Now keep both stories of the conflict I shared about my son in your mind as we hear from Vince Farina, a middle school social and emotional learning coordinator. He and I will talk about the new pilot program, what it is about middle school students that make it the place to start. Also, important to my son and the children that go to school here in South Milwaukee, we'll discuss the definition of bullying. Because as I hope you'll hear, if we call everything bullying, then nothing is bullying. And we can't afford to misidentify a situation that could lead to real trauma for a student. Well, Vince, thank you for being here. No problem. Thank you for having me. Um, let's start with that definition. What what is what is bullying, and what is what is not bullying? Well, right now the state would define bullying as any unwanted aggressive behaviors by another youth or a group of youths. Um, one of the biggest things that that we want to put put out with this toolkit though is there are some caveats to that there when we do our investigations when we get to that piece we're really going to be looking for what's the difference between a conflict and bullying mm-hmm. um, and and oftentimes these boil down to conflicts between students uh, what we look for the biggest one is imbalance of power and, and how students are trying to gain power or control over another student or another group of students. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also look for things like, is it repeatedly happening? 
Um, is there is there intent to harm either physically or emotionally? Because these kind of guide our paths and our decisions on are we looking at conflict between two students or bullying? Sure. Uh, and is that come down to kind of the subject? I mean, a conflict has, you know, a root in some, a disagreement, right? Or a, a, a perceived slight on one or the other. Whereas bullying, you just said, is, is kind of more about power and, and kind of, you know, um, and it seems to be a little more long-term thing. I mean, correct. Correct. Yeah. Oftentimes with, with a conflict, it, like you said, it, it starts as someone feeling slighted. Um, and, and that can grow into maybe some, some pushing and shoving or some verbal exchanges. Um, and what we look for is, are these exchanges between the students or groups of students equal? Mm-hmm. Are, are they kind of going back and forth with each other? Um, is, is it, it can happen repeatedly. And like you said, over a length of time, but over that course of time, you know, are we seeing one student purposely going after the other in, in many different forms outside of school, inside of school? Mm-hmm. Um, are we seeing them really kind of be on the attack and try to victimize that other person? Sure. Um, yeah, so we were talking a little bit before I hit record about the the scope of what of what kids encounter today. Um, just wondering, you know, how do you you must empathize with kind of what students are going through and have a little more perspective of it. Um, it's not just in school, right? It, it doesn't happen in school or just walking home. It seems to be a little more pervasive. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, we we were talking. Just when I was growing up in, in middle school, uh, a little over 20 years ago, it was, you know, at school, you might have a disagreement, um, and, but you could always go home, find friends and, and get yourself away from the situation. Um, but kids today with with the cell phones, the Internet, social media, it's an ongoing battle. It's it's fairly constant for them. Um, and, and we do. I mean, the studies all show the rise in, in anxiety and depression. Um, and it's it's all related back to the use of these cell phones and social media because oftentimes, especially students at my school, at the middle school, they don't really realize the power of their words and actions when they're interacting on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's become something that students really struggle with. They want to be on there because they want to be social. Um, but But the downfall, the bad side of that is that we continue these problems outside of school. Uh, and that starts to interfere with what we're trying to do inside school. Yeah. And um, just from having a middle schooler um, who is, is sort of on social media, but not not being in the conversation, not having access to these things does not mitigate the effect they have on them. You, you can't just take away social media or never give your kid a phone and not feel like uh, they'll still know what's going on behind them. And those are the whispers that are still happening even when they're home. So it's it's pretty insidious that way. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean, one, one thing we've found, and, and I'm a big proponent of nobody should have a, uh, a phone that has access to the internet until they're 18 mm. because of the things we're seeing right now. Um, but, but even kids who maybe don't have a phone or maybe parents have asked them to be off social media, uh, we are seeing a, an uptick in group chats and just text threads and even if they're not in that text thread, well, one person who is, because there's 50, 60 members, they just start screenshotting and sending it to the person who might not be in there. Mm-hmm. So it's becoming a battle that that really they can't get away from, like you said. Yeah. So um, I, I said in the beginning, South Milwaukee has always kind of managed this by uh, bullying anyway, by talking 
uh, take individually at each building. Um, there was some reporting involved, but uh, we're doing something different starting this year, right? Can you can you tell me about that? Yeah, yeah. So we are we're taking some uh, initiative here from the state. Um, they the state DPI is developing a bullying toolkit as well, um, but we're kind of getting out in front of that a little bit and piloting a program here year one for us at the middle school. Um, and it's it's meant to be a systematic process that we're gonna be able to use throughout the whole district. Mm. Um, and one of the, the most important pieces is with this process, there will be a lot of documentation. So as kids move from elementary to middle and then middle to high school, all administrative teams and people services teams will have access to some of these details. So they know what to be looking for as kids are transitioning. Um, but it's also meant to help admin and pupil services teams dig a little deeper into the problem and and not just leave it at we had a we had a conflict or we had bullying and we're going to mediate this uh, situation between the kids but we really want to find ways to restore the relationship and and have kids create an agreement and create a plan and in cases of bullying create a safety plan to make sure that we we learn how to coexist within Mm. the building. What does that what does that look for look like for say two students that gosh there's already a power imbalance you know that's what how you've defined that they're in a room together and they're starting to talk about this there's got to be some pretty heavy conversations and some acknowledgement that those things are happening for Cor- both sides yeah. correct yeah and and when we get to these points so the first step as always is is documentation and when parents or students or teachers or anybody who might be associated with that child or that group of children feels that an investigation might need to be done, they can fill out the documentation form at any school um, and and we then start the investigation. Um, and whether it becomes conflict, we see this as kind of two sides going after one another versus bullying, which is again that imbalance of power, we, we do want to build a plan around that. and. It does involve parents and students and teachers. We want a full team of people coming together to make sure that we're, we're planning accordingly and making sure that everybody kind of settles the situation on the most positive note we can find. Hmm. And where are we at with that process in, in the middle school now? Because it's year one, right? It is year one, yes. So this year, the, the middle school is piloting this program. Um, other schools are aware of it, and, and we're going to kind of be the guinea pigs in, in how we run our bullying toolkit. Um, and right now we do have information available as needed to parents where, when we need to document some of these things. Um, and we've, thankfully, we've yet to get an official, I believe bullying's happening. I want to fill out this form and let's start the investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have all of that documentation ready. Um, and when that goes through, a team of admin and pupil services, again, it will never be just one individual, will begin that investigation with with all stakeholders, students, teachers, parents. Uh, we, we have it set up that we can get information from as many parties as possible. Mm. Is, there, um, is there any fear of like re-victimizing some of the people? Or I guess it's an ongoing situation, but making it worse with those conversations? I mean, what's the, it's got to be some thought behind that too, I imagine. Definitely, definitely, especially when we get to the bullying side. Um, when it comes to conflict and we kind of know both parties are, are more equal in guilt in terms of what they've been doing or saying to one another, um, it's a little easier to get them together in a room and plan this out. Mm. Um, but part of the, the bullying side is the safety plan. And if we ever felt that 
you know what, these two should not be in the same vicinity as each other right now, we could build that safety plan and go through all those steps without bringing those groups together. But we would still meet with all the stakeholders to make sure we had everything in place. Mm. Tapping on your experience and your, you know, your job title, um, tell us about middle schoolers and, and kind of what they're going through at this stage in their lives that makes the middle school uh, the place to start a program like this. I don't know if we have enough time to go through all of that. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, middle, I mean, I hear it all the time. Like, I could never do what you do. Working in a middle school, dealing with middle school kids, it's it's a very difficult time for kids just in their overall development. Um, they're, they're moving from a stage of being taken care of with by parents and, and having all the help that they need to kind of put their toe in the water a little bit into what freedoms do I now want to have um, what kind of person do I want to be? Like, I want to be a part of all these groups. I want to be recognized. I want to be seen. Um, and it, you know, with that comes conflict mm-hmm. oftentimes with kids because they're all vying for that same freedom, that same, you could call it popularity, but that same status within their groups. Um, so it, it's a very difficult time. And like I said, when you add social media and some of that on top of it and what they read and see online versus what reality actually is within schools, Mm. it blurs the lines for them a little bit where they don't really understand what's real and what's not real. Because even though they're fighting for that freedom, they're not fully developed yet. You know, they they don't know how to process all of that information and and put it in its right place in the real world. Sure. Um, And I imagine, you know, that when you talk about a bully versus the victim, that in some instance that 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 bully has something going on too that call um you know tv version of a bully that we we see i imagine that has something to do with the two that that we're looking at the both sides of the equation in this as to where it comes from correct yeah and i mean just in general we're seeing more and more kids come through elementary schools and into middle schools with with many more traumatic events in their lives and really difficult things that they're dealing with that, that again, kids don't know how to process those events. Um, so that does show itself in behaviors against other people or behaviors in school. Um, and oftentimes with, in, in t- cases of a bully situation, it's, it's usually not just that one student. It's not this person's going after one student constantly, but there's usually other people that that bully might be targeting as well, um, simply because of them having difficulty processing emotions on their end as well. And how do I solve conflict in a positive way where we don't have to escalate our behaviors? Or how do I deal with the fact that maybe a friend of mine doesn't want to be a friend anymore, or they've chosen a new friend group? Um, Or how do I deal with the fact that things are happening at home that are out of my control? Um, and, And trying to learn that school is meant to be your safe space for that, where you can get away from it a little bit. Um, So Typically, it, it's not just uh, coming from a point of pure anger and hatred. Um, there's, there's usually other factors at play. Mm. Um, I want to go back to one thing you mentioned about middle schoolers. One thing I kind of appreciate about that time of life is a chance to, um, like you said, define who you are and also explore um, different behaviors, you know. So, you know exploring cruelty is actually a natural thing because you have to say i like this i don't like it um but you you know kids are going to try it right right Right. and and again that a lot of that boils down to you know making sure we 
we choose what's right versus what's wrong. Because mm -hmm. as you said, kids, they're going to experiment with some of those things. And deep down, I, I believe that even if they choose to try cruelty, uh, that, that in the moment, it might make them feel a little bit better, but it, it plagues them a little bit. Uh, and that's one thing we've tried to attack at the middle school. We, we've been introducing uh, Character Strong for the last couple of years, which is a social and emotional learning platform mm -hmm. uh, where we can work with kids on, on building emotions and understanding emotions, uh, conflict resolution, what it means to be happy as you're growing and, and becoming a young adult, um, what happiness actually looks like. Um, work, I mean, they, they do go into goal setting and working on skills, approaching high school. Uh, and we also added in what we call rocket time this year. Hmm. This is a, a once a month on those half day Wednesdays, the first half hour of the day is us doing activities that relate directly to our school. Uh, based on Panorama student data, we're able to figure out what's, what's plaguing kids within our school a little bit. Is it peer to peer relationships, student teacher relationships, sense of belonging, um, and we can make and create activities geared to help uh, fix some of those issues that might be going on with our students. Mm. Yeah, and I think I encourage anyone who hasn't listened to it to go back to last season and listen to our story uh, on um, a class we have uh, where kids are taught strategies to deal with the emotions that they're having, um, uh, Foundations for Success, it's called. And that's, a, that's the title of the episode. Um, really fascinating um, Yes, Heidi Which, does a great job with that. Yeah, yeah just um, things that we, uh, or at least I had to pick up on my own that, um, you know, over time that we, we know how to show it and people figure out what's good for them. Fascinating. Right. Um, so what what's next for your this process of rolling out a system um, to address and to, and to quantify bullying in our schools? Right. Right. So, so as I said, we have developed the toolkit um, and it is, it is full of information both uh, from the state and things that we kind of developed for our district. Um, but it gives a very clear cut definition of what bullying is versus what conflict is. It gives you uh, many examples of each and where we could see both uh, between students or groups of students. Along with that, it'll also go through and, and give documentation forms. So if parents, students, or teachers outside of school feel that something is happening, they can go online, find these forms once they're posted, and fill out that documentation and kind of get that process rolling. So we really want this to be like a one-stop shop where parents can not only get information and, and help to start to cipher on their own, is my son daughter going through conflict or bullying, but it's also a place for them to, to get documentation going when needed. Mm. Um, and then we we talked a little bit that that'll be available online pretty soon. Um, and then DPI has its own resources if people Google it. Um, Correct. But mostly it starts with maybe a call to the school. Right. Right. Yeah. The you know the, again we will have the form online. Um, but when the investigation starts, as I mentioned, we we want to be in contact with parents, students, teachers. We're going to get all stakeholders involved. Mm -hmm. um, so a call to the school to set up a meeting with with an admin or someone from the people services team from that school. This year, that'll be the middle school because we're piloting the program. Mm -hmm. uh, but getting a meeting on the books so that we can start to to go through all the information and get that investigation rolling will be very important. Sure. Um, and I guess last thing, and maybe we should have started with this, but if we could talk about why it's not helpful to call everything bullying, because it kind of feels like that when 
you know, we feel our child has been victimized. That's the word we use. But um, I think it's important because uh, we see it a lot online, you know, using that word. Why, why shouldn't we use it if we're not sure what it is? Right. And I'll give you all the credit, Dan. You, you said it best. Like, if everything is bullying, then nothing is bullying. Um, and we don't want to diminish what bullying actually is and, and how bad of an effect it has, uh, especially on the person being victimized in that situation. But as we mentioned, even on the bully and, and maybe what they're going through, we don't want to, to diminish how important that is. Um, so taking the time to, to reflect on, okay, what might be a little push, a little shove here, or, hey, they made a comment to me at the end of one class versus an ongoing constant harassment or being berated by somebody, you know, those look very different in, in the eyes of the school. And as you go through this toolkit in our investigations as to what bullying would be. Um, so we, we really want to make sure that we can discern the difference between the two. Mm. And, and as we mentioned, it, it plays a role in what our next steps would be as we're going through the investigation, if it's conflict versus bullying. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Vince Freena, thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's great. I uh, hope we'll be able to have this conversation again once the, uh, the system's fully implemented. Definitely. Thanks for having me. That's this week's episode. Thank you for joining us. We're talking about this now, just a note, because Wednesday, October 18th is Unity Day, the signature event of National Bullying Prevention Awareness Month. You'll see on our social media images of students from all of our schools wearing orange and celebrating our unity. According to the National Bullying Prevention Center, the goal of Unity Day is to bring together youth, parents, educators, businesses, and community members across the nation to emphasize the message that bullying is not acceptable and that all students deserve to be safe in school, online, and in the community. The goal of wearing and sharing orange is to empower those who are bullied and everyone around them to speak up and reach out with kindness, acceptance, and inclusion. Thanks for listening.